if anybody's uh, wondering uh, who I am, or if you're like, gosh, Pastor Curtis got a nice toupee on, man, you know? <laughs> uh, you know? Well, I'm his uh, little brother. Um, just imagine, does anybody have little brothers in here? Can you raise your hand? All right, imagine turning your whole church over to me, right, to your little brother, right? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We're going to have some fun, right? No, I'm just kidding. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm uh, super excited to see everybody. Um, it's crazy because, I don't know, this is probably my, like, sixth or seventh time uh, speaking for uh, Discover Church. Um, every time, it just seems like the uh, sanctuary is more and more full, you know. Whoo! Yeah, that, that's crazy. Because, boy, if, uh, if you were here at the beginning, shoo, it was, uh, we were at uh, Sussex Central High School in uh, the beautiful, humongous auditorium with 35 people in it. Uh, it looked great. You know, everybody would sit, like, right there, you know. And so, but no, no, it's good. So thank you all for coming. It's a beautiful Sunday. Uh, let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, my uh, sermon topic today is labeled Friends Not Optional. All right, so um, it's a, uh, a two-week series that Pastor Curtis is going to finish up next week. Um, but today I'm really going to talk about the walls that we like to build to prevent this and prevent uh, friendships and um, even can prevent a church family from like sticking together. We see this a lot, but I also do like to joke around and have a little bit of fun, so let's dive a little bit into that section real quick. All right, so one of my favorite uh, friendships in the Bible is Jesus and Lazarus. We all have heard of it. We all know what kind of happens here. Uh, Jesus is a little light, you know, so uh, Lazarus passes away right before he gets there. Everybody's blaming Jesus because of it, all this. Um, but then what happens four days later, Jesus comes, brings him back. It's, it's a miracle, right? Calls him back, not brings him back. It's a miracle. It's um, super, super um, awesome. Everybody talks about it. You know, Jesus is the hero, right? Inspirational story for everybody, but uh, one person. Do we know who that one person? Uh, Lazarus, guys. Lazarus was in heaven. Can you, right, let's imagine you're Lazarus. You die, huh? All right, you're in heaven, decorating, all right? Oh, dude, this is great. This is great. I'm in heaven. I'm good. I feel great. You're decorating your mansion. Streets of gold. Everything's amazing. Then one day, the angel's at the door. Ah, oh, Lazarus, man. Um, yeah, dude, uh, we don't usually do this. Uh, but Jesus is doing this miracle thing, right? And, uh, you know, he's your best friend and all. Um, he needs you back, bud. Yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to give this mansion to somebody else. Uh, we got a new one getting built, but this one's not for you right now, right? So, man, if you can just bail out, you're going to want to be ready. It's a little hot down there, you know? I know it's great here, but, uh, you know, it's, you can blame Jesus when you get there. Like, this is how my mind works when I read these stories. Everybody wants to say, oh, man, it's amazing. I'm like, man, my man was in heaven. He's feeling great. Jesus brought him back. But that's what best friends do, I guess, you know. Best, best friends, they, they, they do a great thing, but sometimes we don't see the best side of it, right? But anyway, obviously, it's a, just, just how my mind works. You know, you should hear, if only you could hear what my mind thinks about when Pastor Curtis is preaching up here, but I'm glad you can't. <laughs> but... But, yeah, so let's dive in. Do we have any introverts here, people that just are not good with a social setting? You're not going to raise your hand. Now, oh, we got one. Okay. Oh, I, I can't believe I got people to raise their hand. Well, I struggle with this really bad. It, 
if you don't know, uh, introverts are just people that, you know, aren't really going to be the first person to go talk to you. Right? We're just going to stand over here. If you come talk to us, we're good. We're good. But we're not going to start the conversation. Right? One of my uh, favorite friendships I have here is Steve, me and Steve Venel here. We're both introverts. Right? And uh, it's amazing that we have the friendship because luckily our wives are the exact opposite <laughs> of introverts. So they really help that relationship grow. So, but if you ever see me and Steve just standing next to each other and not really saying anything, we're good. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you to come and try to help us talk. We're good. We're comfortable. This is what we like, right? We don't, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, but, um, you know, it, with all that being said, um, even if you're like me uh, where you, you struggle in that social setting or you just, you're, not, you're not the type of person that you just walk up to somebody and speak to, this can't be a reason to keep us disconnected, right? It, if, uh, you know, if you're like me and you struggle with things like this, uh, you could always have a brother that asks you to speak on a Sunday morning to a whole congregation, right? Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, because we have two services, right? So he's really, really trying to force that out of me. But seriously, church, I, I believe the church as a whole is doing a really great job adapting to people like me and people like us, um, because churches offer so many different types of groups now to help us with this, to put us in activities and create an environment for people to feel comfortable in, you know. Uh, one, I tell you, one really great group that Discover Church does, uh, has a really good leader of the group, is our church wiffle ball group. Um, and uh, that's uh, June 17th at 6.30. And uh, if you would like more information, I am the leader. Okay, so make sure you come out to that, right? Yeah, a little plug there, you know? Yeah, y'all don't have a mic. You can't, you can't do that, right? But, but these small groups can even be Sunday morning gatherings, right? So even just keep, it just keeps our church connected, you know, helps us build a relationship with God and build a, have a great community of godly people and people with that biblical background and that mindset that we're really looking for for advice and relationships. If, guys, if you could uh, pull out your Bibles or your Bible app, um, we're going to uh, get into uh, John 15, 5 through 6. John 15, 5 through 6. I'm so used to waiting to hear like the, you know, paper. But y'all just, anyway. Uh, or you just read it. All right. <clears throat> John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. This isn't in my notes, so I'm going to try not to ramble. But, you know, when, when I've been reading this, it's just amazing how in the Bible they just pick certain ways of saying things. You know, they could have just said, you know, he picked up the fire. You know, the branches are picked up, thrown away. But they say thrown in the fire and burned. It's gone. You're useless, Right? As we know, God is the vine, and we need to learn how to use our branches to reach out and connect with others, right? If you guys ever looked at a, um, like a tree, right, you see branches that are reaching out from the trunk of the tree. Off of those branches are more branches, right? right? They, and it's, uh, to me, the Sunday morning gathering is the trunk of the tree, okay? It feeds us. It's that solid core when, we get, when it gets windy. There's storms. Um, throughout our life, you know, we just have to grab onto that trunk. We grab onto each other here, right? We listen to this worship, right? We worship. We don't listen to the worship. We worship, 
right? But a trunk with no branches is pretty much useless, right? So, you know, it, it could, that trunk could wither out, it could die, right? That's why uh, reaching out, um, whether it be a small group, whether it be helping in community, whatever your particular um, skill is, reaching out will help strengthen that core, right, and keep it healthy. We must stay connected, right? But there seem to be some walls that we like to build and use into tricking ourselves into thinking that this whole uh, connected church family thing just isn't for us. I mean, I think we hear it all the time, um, you know, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian, which I hear you. Okay, yeah, you don't, whatever, right? But uh, I'm a huge sports fan. I probably don't have to go to a sports game to like sports, but I do, right? Um, I can like music, but not go to concerts, but I like to go to concerts, right? It just seems like it's a one-sided saying there. Um, you know, I, I really like to go to nice restaurants and eat good food, but uh, I can just have it delivered to my house, but I don't. Right, but 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 we use this phrase in church like 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 it's in the Bible like like it's a thing like that oh you know what the church since the Bible doesn't clearly say I need to go to Big C Church and see people and talk to people even though that makes me cringe I, right even though it, it says even though it doesn't say that I feel like I'm gonna follow that one because it's comfortable right. One of these walls I want to talk about is conflict. We will leave a good situation because there's a problem, right? Let me tell you guys, if Pastor Curtis and Amy, I kind of referenced it earlier, if Pastor Curtis and Amy would have left Discover Church because there was a problem, there'd be no Discover Church, right? When Discover Church started, there was uh, one major problem. Uh, there was no church. There was no location. Um, we we're sitting at a kitchen table, and... We fought through that, you know, now we got this beautiful church, right? Yeah. Right? Um, uh, there was a bigger pro there's another big problem. Um, me and Pastor Curtis Smith play the drums. My wife can sing. That's a terrible worship team. <laughs> <laughs> right? Two drummers, one singer, let's go. <laughs> right? But, you know, uh, God brought us, you know, as Scott and Gwen and Hannah, you know, that was, that was amazing. You know, we're so blessed to have the worship team we had today. Um, you know, what's, what's amazing to me when I look at the, you know, well, at the worship team is you see different faces. We never, you know, we didn't know if that ever happened. If we just, Scott would lose his voice because you're going to sing every time, all the time. And then awesome Frank Tracy, TJ, all of them came up, saved the day, right? But we got to stop running away from these problems and these difficult circumstances just because a problem exists. Just because a problem exists doesn't mean God can't fulfill his promises, can't fulfill his promises. See, if conflict grows, it can interfere with your relationship with God. It can get to a point where you can't even sit here on a Sunday morning thinking about your conflict, right? So if you had a conflict with me because you were aggravated, I keep walking by you because I can't talk to you because I have a problem with that. Right now, you're hardly having a hard time listening to me because you're like, oh, that's that rude guy that won't talk to me that keeps walking by me. Right, right. James 1, 19 through 20 says, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Don't lose your connection. Don't lose the connection you have with God because you hold the conflict that you have. 
don't stay home don't stay home and away from small groups or church because of conflict that's i mean that's what the devil wants you to do right you know what i mean he wants you to say hey man if frank's there i ain't going <laughs> guys frank over here is a introvert destroyer okay his goal is set out to touch your shoulder to love you when you don't want to be loved and to speak to you when you don't know what to say i love you frank i'm just messing right but guys in all seriousness if if satan can keep you away from that one little hour what else is he controlling in your life right the second wall is comfort we're about to step on some toes here here we go in in the bible you don't see many mentions of how comfortable it was to follow jesus right and, uh, you know, 2023, well, you know, it's, we're in a comfortable era, right? You know, yeah, back in Jesus' time, you better be ready for rocky seas, famine, you know, judgment, right? But uh, 2023, you know, we're a little softer. You know, I think we all can admit that. Um, you know, we won't do God's work because there is a 40% chance of rain, even though it's inside. You know, like that's where we're at. Right, and COVID, I guess, really helped with that because, um, you know, it, it really made us so we were really comfortable inside our house by our computer, by our TV. You know, we can watch church online. Hey, everybody, you know, I'm talking about you. But, you know, that's okay sometimes. Don't get me wrong. That's okay sometimes. But uh, we can watch church online. We can watch our new movies pretty much on our TV at home. Best part ever, we can get uh, Dairy Queen ice cream literally delivered to our house. That's pretty awesome. Some of you may not have known that. Yeah, good luck. Uh, and, you know, some of us even work from home, which is pretty great. But comfort, uh, you know, in the church setting, in the, in, in the, uh, in the relationship setting, can, uh, comfort can really co be a conflict with your calling. Comfort may be easier, but it's not always better. Hebrews uh, 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, as it is a habit for some, but encouraging one another and all the more as the day is drawing near. Jesus dying on that cross wasn't because uh, he thought that was the most comfortable way to go, right? Shoot, if it was me, uh, man, you know, you ever think about this? You know, say you're Jesus and you're trying to think of a better way to go out. You know, I'd have fireworks probably, you know, probably Shorebirds fireworks because they're legit. Fireworks behind me. My favorite music, you know, actually not my favorite music. My, the musicians are there, there. I'm levitating, so it looks a little like this. As I'm levitating up, everybody's like, ah, you know, right? But, but no, Jesus, he knew what his calling was. Even though the situation was probably the most uncomfortable situation, he knew what his calling was. He fought through his comfort. Remember, church guys, uh, comfort is dangerous. For you to remain connected to what God has called you to do, it will always come at the sacrifice of your comfort. The final wall I'm going to discuss here is uh, clutter. This is the unnecessary things. These are the things that uh, get in the way from God giving you his best, right? I believe uh, my favorite example of clutter is about the most millennial example of clutter. So we're going to talk about cell phones, right? So... If I can get to your guys' cell phone, I bet I can find an app that hasn't been opened in at least six months. But if I go to your phone and I try to delete that app, whoo, not a chance. Because sometimes I might need Yelp, 
<laughs> you know? Well, I, I might need to find that, you know, you live in Delaware. If you don't know the restaurant, you haven't been there, right? But that app is taking up your storage of your phone. It's taking a memory away. It's killing your battery, right? But the, the, the same clutter in your life is slowing you down. It's taking you away from what's actually important. We live in a world that's filled with clutter. Our society, you know, our society keeps handing us all this clutter, right? And just things. Yeah, it takes up space. You know, holding your hand takes up all the space. But remember, guys, just because the world hands you something doesn't mean you have to hold it, right? The more clutter you hold, the more likely something critical is going to drop. We need to choose and hold on to God's presence. James 4.8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Make a commitment throughout not only your week, but your day to get in the presence of God. Speak, listen, read, even praise, you know, through however long it takes, right? however long it takes, be one-on-one with him. One of my uh, favorites is um, talking about being one-on-one with him is um, my wife does really good at this. She's, she wakes up uh, early, like no sun out early. It's pretty early. Um, we don't we don't really like that. I don't like that at all. Um, me and God don't we don't we don't get the best out of each other when the sun's down in the morning. Um, but but for her that's her intentional relationship with God, and that's whether whatever time it is whether it's lunchtime, we have to be intentional with our relationship with God. Be committed to finding that one-on-one time. And don't hope to, don't just keep pushing to, oh, you know what, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Because that later just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and God's not later, right? If our worship team can start working back up here. Um, we also need to choose to be connected to God's people. Matthew eighteen twenty says, For where two or three people are gathered in my name, there am I with them. This is where it all needs to be just tied together here, guys. Everything I spoke about today, all the walls that we spoke about, this is what keeps our connection, uh, this is what can dissolve our connection with one another, right? You see it all the time, church. We put our church family on such a high pedestal sometimes that when they slip, we want to kick them out of our group, our church, right? Because, you know, apparently we're too good for them. When in reality... You know, when you're at that small group or you're at this church here, when you see somebody slip up or they're going through that rough time, boy, that's when we can be life-changing. That's when, that's when they need us the most. That's when we can step in and be the, the person that God needs us to be. We are here on this earth to build friendships and to branch out. We need to branch out the promises that God has spoken. You're not here to condemn hear this please church you're not here to condemn and strike down people with negativity and hatred the worst thing uh my last analogy the worst thing i feel like any uh, any kid has ever seen uh from a parent right isn't the uh yelling and the, you know you smack on your butt it's the I'm just disappointed right so when people are going through that tough time just be there for them you might be disappointed but don't show any anger, show love, love on them. That's what they need. Conflict, comfort, and clutter can all be reasons that we don't want to hold on to these godly friendships. But when you learn which walls are keeping us back, 
and what's holding us back from being together, maybe we can start working on tearing down a few walls, right? Let's worship. Man, one way to move those mountains, guys, is, is to get together, right? Everybody, you can have a seat really quick. All right, if I can get, uh, we have some small group leaders. If you guys can come up here real quick. Right? If I have to be up here, you guys have to be up here too. Y'all can, oh, awesome. Awesome, you can stand right down here. I'll come down here to you. All right. All right, if I could hand you, you'll do a much better job at describing what your small group is than I will. So, my beautiful wife. Can everybody y'all happy birthday to her really quick? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She is no longer in her 20s, so, yeah. Thanks. Um, Jenny and I, we lead book club um, Monday nights. Um, we're meeting June 12th is the first date. Um, and we are reading the book Slaying Giants, Conquering Courage and Fear. Um, it's really good. Um, and you can get the book on Amazon. But we meet, yeah, that's the book. Um, we meet twice and we read um, the chapters before and we discuss it and we have some fun. So join us. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Chris is not here today. He's been heading up our brotherhood group. Um, but the best way I can describe it is it's guys getting together. Um, we tend to bond shoulder to shoulder, and that's what's been created in that brotherhood group. Uh, for the summer, we're actually off a little bit in terms of study, but we do have the Shorebirds game coming up on 6, uh, June 8th. And then we have a barbecue here uh, July 20th where we'll be having a cornhole tournament and everything like that with that group. So if you're not part of that group yet, please come out to any of those two events. Uh, meet the other guys that are here. Uh, we'd love to have you. Yes, um, we're doing the Chasing the Lions and we're meeting on Monday night um, at 7 p.m. here at the church. So I hope you all come out. And my name's Tommy. Good morning. Um, I'm Jim and my wife back there is Judy. We're kind of new here, but we're starting a small group also. We're going to do Chasing the Lion, and we're meeting at Thursday nights at our house at 6.30? Said 7? Okay, then it's 7 it is. <laughs> Where's my house? And we, li we live at the woods of Wall Creek, which is like four minutes from here. It's right on the other side of Mulligan Point, so if anybody's interested, we'd love to have you. Hi, my name is Dave. Um, Pastor Curtis isn't here today. I believe he's down in Florida, right? Uh, he's almost there. Almost there. Almost there, okay. Uh, and um, I'm part of the Bible study group on Wednesday nights. They're doing Chasing the Lion, too, which actually is a good book. I downloaded it on my Nook and, and, and read that. So it's, it's a pretty good book. So... If anyone doesn't know about Chasing the Lions, it's our new series. So that's what we're doing. We're going to piggyback with Pastor Curtis. And so we really encourage you to come out because he wants us to dig deeper in this series. You just heard it from the source right there. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Brian. My wife, Janet, and I lead the Growth Track small group, which is kind of like a precursor to uh, becoming a member. Uh, we take about an hour every third Sunday of the month, we'll discuss the uh, mission of the church, the church's statement of purpose, and basically uh, have a little bit of fun with it, uh, tell you how the governance of the church works, 
kind of take a little bit of an assessment test to tell you a little bit more about yourself, but it's just a really good opportunity to find out what Discover Church is all about and how the leadership works and hopefully where you fit into that process. I'm Mary Beth West. I'm going to be helping Pastor Amy lead Sisterhood. Um, it's going to be on some Friday nights and Saturday nights. And it's for women to come together and just grow together um, in the community, um, with the church, and also in God. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different each time. So stay tuned and uh, join us, ladies. doesn't have a time. 6 p.m. Friday night and Saturday mornings. Perfect. All these are on the Church Center. Church Center app. Oh, okay. Perfect. Like, Perfect. like you said, if you want to put another app for your phone. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> we'll, you, we'll use that Church Center app, though, because, you know. Right. Well, everybody, if you could stand really wait, quick. Wait, wait, wait. We got one more. We got one more. We got one more. Wow. See, I'll tell you guys. i tell you. I, I mean, uh, you know, there he is touching me. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I just, I said, I just, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I feel so, this is perfect introduction for Freedom Group because I feel so wounded right now. Send I really do. Freedom. I do. Now we, my name is Frank and this is my wife, Tracy. And uh, we are going to be leading the Freedom Group um, this semester. Freedom Group is an eight week group really to help you go from your salvation, but to also, how many people have been hurt in life? How many people, if you're honest with yourself, have pain, have had pain in your life? I have, everybody. If you have red blood running through your veins, you've had pain in your life, <laughs> all right? And so this group actually is incredible for every single believer, really, it'd be a great group to have every single person here, but um, it, it takes us from salvation, which is, which is an amazing, amazing decision that you make in Christ, but it walks you through the painful things in your life, the things that have really affected you in a negative way, in a hurtful way. Just real quickly, a couple things that, that were, a few things we'll be covering. Overcoming pride, okay? Every husband should raise their hand now. No, I'm just kidding. All right, overcoming pride, freedom from rejection, all right? Conquering fear, hello? Uh, releasing heaviness pursuing purity, healing from abuse, removing shame. So these are some of the topics that we're going to be working through. It's going to begin on Sunday, June 4th, and it's going to be here at the church. It'll be at five o'clock, right? 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. and uh, running for eight weeks. So if you just have like some pain in your life, all right, besides Cody, um, that you need to work through. No, I'm just kidding. Um, did he do a great job this morning? He did amazing. He did awesome. But please, We'd love for you to come to Freedom Group if you feel like it's something to be health, healthy and helpful for you. And the la last one real quick, oh, well, i got two more. It's uh, Young Adults. <clears throat> That's meeting on July 21st um, right here at Discover Church. Um, this group is for college age to 20-something. Sorry. Uh, well, you like that? Hey, I got, the, I got the mic. I can say whatever I want right now. All right. <laughs> well, they'll have a barbecue cornhole, a fire pit, and just a fun night together. And like I said, best group of all, wiffle ball group, that's, uh, that's me. No, I'm just kidding. If we can all stand, please. Right. All right, guys, we're going to ready to head out. We're gonna, our worship team is going to keep playing for us. So if you would like to stay, worship, stay as long as you want. Uh, 1030, we'll be here in a few. Hopefully, I, you know, a little, uh, you know, come, what? 
Yeah, I'm good. Okay. She's, see, they're telling me what to do. Gosh, six. Yeah. Let's pray real quick. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this amazing Sunday. Lord, thank you for bringing us all together. And I pray that we just continue this relationship through you and continue the relationship with these groups through you, Lord. It's in all your name, Lord. Amen. Have a great morning, guys.